What's up, Mets fans? <laughs> out here, you're already laughing. Out here in the Orange and Blue Thing studio, the Seven Line headquarters out on Long Island, season two, episode 33 of Orange and Blue Thing, August 23rd, 2018. I am your host, Darren Meenan. That's Lizzie Saroyan. Hello. What's up, Lizzie? What's up? Uh, Why'd you give me that like head nod weird look? Which one? <laughs> That's why well, I started giggling. I don't know. Because I, I like to give myself a little break now. Like after we started getting flagged on Facebook for our intro video, I haven't made a new intro video yet. Yeah. We were searching for the new co-host. I didn't pill- I didn't select or pick one. And uh, now we just don't have an intro video. So afterwards, if you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. But there used to be a video that would play prior to going live, <laughs> which would like kind of like intro us and the, yeah. the show would start. So now it's like the countdown. And then we go to like the live and we're just kind of like, hey, uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> so yeah, Lizzie and I, a little early show, DeGrom and Bumgarner on the hill out there at City Field starting at one o'clock on SNY. I think it's SNY. Maybe it's on picks. I have no idea. But they're playing today, little day game, the fourth game of the four game series against the Giants, Bumgarner and DeGrom pitchers duel out there. And I know a lot of our friends are actually going to be there playing, yeah. playing hooky. I don't know if they told their employers that they were not going to work today to go to a baseball game. But beautiful day out there. Yep. Fourth game of the series. Mets looking to take three out of four. Uh, nice victory last night. Yes. Horrible g- loss on Monday. Yeah. Tuesday night I was at the game. That was a great game. And uh, just, you know, chipping and away. The weather was nice. It's what, been nice. It's been right? after yeah. like the whole, you know, finally the, the rain has has uh, shifted away from Long Island and the heat broke a little bit because August is pretty brutal. I mean, oh September's is only, you know, a few weeks, a few actually September's pretty long. August is pretty long, like 31 days. Very so upset. <laughs> we got another month. We got another week of August here before we get into September. But right. summer's let's, over let's, pretty let's, much. No, Pump slow the down. Slow Pump down. The slow down. <laughs> I'm not a beach guy. I'm not a sweat guy either. So I don't really care much about the summer. I like like 60 degrees. But whatever. Um, let's cheers here. Oh, yes. To another week. Our earliest beer we've had in the studio. No, it's not. Nice noon. Well, whatever. As far as the show is concerned. Uh-huh. Cheers. cheers to Oyster Bay. Definitely go check them out. They're doing a special $5 pints during any Mets game at the brewery. They have a nice uh, tasting room there. And also a dollar off anytime you mention Orange and Blue Things. So pop on in to the brewery, 36 Audrey Avenue, Oyster Bay, New York, 11771. And we also have some stuff lined up with Oyster Bay for our finale, our season finale of Orange and Blue Thing. We have five episodes left. The fifth one's going to be a live show in Patchogue. We'll talk more about that at the end of this program. But uh, a buddy of mine opened a bar. I love it. Oh, it's so you are doing that? Yeah, you I didn't, didn't even tell, tell you? me. No. <laughs> oh, I wrote about it last week and I finalized it. Oh, at a live after five, which you didn't go to. But yeah, no. last Thursday night I finalized it. So we're going to be in Patchogue at the for the last for the last game, last show of the season. I'm all flustered here. Uh, it is the 27th of September, which ends up being the uh, 12th, the six year anniversary of our first ever outing. So the, the Dickey game yes. was September 27th, 2012. Oh, cool. This will be September 27th, 2018. Just kind of kicking off go. the last weekend of baseball. Uh, obviously, it's been a dismal season, so we're going to try to go off with a bang there. Last year, we did one extra show. Like, the season was over, and we did, like, a finale wrap-up after the season was over. But I think this kind of... Yeah, you're over it. Not over it, but it's <laughs> be more fun to just, you know, have a big party 
as like the last show leading into the last weekend, and then kind of that's it. Let's party. And then we'll start back up in 2019. So, yeah. uh, which we will get to in a little bit. The <laughs> uh, schedule came out yesterday. I know. It's one of my favorite days of the year. You were whistling like more than usual because Darren always whistles. I feel like he, I don't, but. He was whistling more than usual. <laughs> and then he was like, it's my favorite day of the year. I, I love like, it. Whoa. It comes, you know, I just get excited <laughs> to see like where we're going. You know, yeah. I already called all the teams. Uh, we'll get to that towards the end of the show when we talk about the schedule. But, Teams are already on board and the ball's rolling and whatever. I'm really excited about next season. Yes. But it's weird because, like, the season's not even over yet. It's such a been a depressing season yeah, and you're well, already thinking about next year. It's giving us something to look forward to. Like, I'm really looking forward to Boston. I've been looking forward to it all season long. So, like, that's something that now the team sucks. Not really looking forward to the team, but, the, but Boston, yeah. <laughs> and also, it'll be a unanimous thought throughout the building in Fenway yeah. when we're there in September 15th that we all hate the Yankees. That's true. So something's going to be in common there. But yeah. give us a call, 631-388-5195. We got Adam screening the calls today. Shout out to him, taking a little break from uh, nursing his wounds from yesterday. He had all four, or two days ago, he had all four wisdom teeth removed at the same time, which is pretty badass. <laughs> so he came into work yesterday and he he's like, like dying, I'm, right? No, no, no. He walked in and he's like, I'm totally fine. I didn't even hurt. You know, like the, the doctor wanted to knock him out, but he just had the Novocaine for his teeth. And then he was like, I'm fine. It's just a little sore Fuck whatever. That. So at lunch, I, I went to the back and he's laid out on our on our picnic table. And I was like, <laughs> um, are you OK? Like, why don't you come inside and, and stay on the sofa? Yeah. So then he came inside and he was on the sofa and I was like, yeah, it's not, you gotta not send this looking. You not, came into my office and you're like, I think we should just send him home. And, yeah, you know, we, really we did have a busy day yesterday. Shouty to all the fans that purchased the new East Eastside Westside T-shirt and Which the Flushing so Finisher. Which is so came out so The Tribal so T-shirts dope. are awesome. And, you know, not one complaint about the upcharge. We normally are around, like, the $28 range. The The shirts that dropped yesterday, yesterday were 30 They cost us so much more money, we yeah. can't sell them for the same price. And, and not you felt one bad about it, but, well, I mean, we have to. My, my reply was going to be, like, listen, if you purchase the shirt and you get it and you're not happy with it, it being three dollars more, you're gonna understand why it's a couple bucks right. more. And it it's fits the great, truth. the quality. It's so soft. I I'm not I, even upselling it now because they no, sold out. It's but, just like they're and I was great. gonna say I was well, I was gonna wear it today, and then you walked into my office with it, and I was like, hey, <laughs> look like but, twins. Yes, but there's a fly in here. But it is super soft. Like you've been saying that, but it's super super soft. Oh, it's so. great. Uh, a buddy of mine, a BMX company, a local guy, uh, uses the same uh, style of shirt, and I and I purchased a shirt from him, and I'm like, wow, these are great. And he's like, yeah, but they're so you expensive. You didn't stop talking about it. I love it. I like the second <laughs> it would get out of the wash, I'd put it right back on, and um, you know, whatever. So now we got a couple in the arsenal for the Seven Line. Uh, the Flushing Finisher ones didn't sell out yet, so if you're interested in that, pop on over to the Seven Line. I have to give a shouty out to somebody. Okay. My friend Allison is working from home today, and she's taking care of her kid, Tyson. I was like, you better watch. <laughs> <laughs> so she's watching. So, hey, guys. Shouty to you. <laughs> um, speaking of shouty, we have uh, a call on the line. What's up? Uh, I'm just going to call you shouty from now on. What's up, shouty? Yes, well, that's my nickname, so I would be so honored if you would <laughs> use my, my new shouty nickname. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Nancy. Did you meet Nancy yet? <laughs> I sure did. All right, so I thought you were joking about wearing shouty or like a shouty shirt at uh, Brewer, and then I walk in, and you have it on your back of your, like, the, the Sunline Army jersey from this year that you get at the, the home games. You have it on your back. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was super cute. <laughs> 
Well, and then I actually said, well, I got to have a little representation on the front. So I just put my name and then I go, oh, my God, it almost looks like a bowling shirt. And that's like weird, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> and, you know, next year I'm, buy- I'm buying like a real like a real jersey next year because like I deserve it. Well, if you join us for the <laughs> well, yeah, season you tickets, should, you you'll get join one. Us. Join uh, us for the season oh! tickets next season. Yeah, I don't know if, you, if, you, if your schedule or your budget allows. But if you do join us next year, you'll get a jersey. You can get your shouty on the back if you want. That would be oh, cool. I'm so in. So <laughs> in. Anyway, so what's going on? So I, I first, you know, speaking of when we saw Jim Burr, I just wanted to go a little shouty out to Jim <laughs> and thank him publicly here on the airwaves. That was an awesome show and, and everything, and it was just really cool what he did, and we had a great night, very memorable. So shouty out to Jim and all you guys, at, you know, arranging all that whole thing. It was, it was most excellent. We didn't really do anything, to be honest. Like, oh. uh, well, like uh, we posted the link and helped promote it, but you know, Jim had the idea, and I think that the venue holds like a thousand. I think there was like two hundred or three hundred of us there, so we were like well represented. You were up there at the Sky Bar with us. Uh, I just had a great time. I think the venue is great, and obviously, he mixes in so much Met stuff, and I think yeah. it was just a fun time. The show was great. That that place, Paramount, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's am- amazing. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh. But yeah, so it's uh, it's always fun to get together, and especially with the way the team's been playing. If we could find other things to occupy our time and just hang out together, like the Chris Wade fight at uh, Nassau Coliseum or Jim Brewer stand up uh, at the Paramount, and you know, we're going to try to organize more things like that when we can, you know. Well, that was cool because I mean, it's like we're Mets fans, but we also, when there isn't a game on, we are all like that's. I love that idea. Love, 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 love that idea. <laughs> Very cool. I had a had an interesting thing that never really gets talked about. What do you think about like after every game? There's like always the post game interview with like Mickey. I mean, I'm old school, so years ago, like that didn't happen. Do you think like it just gets like too much, or you think they should just do it once a week? I feel like it's like the same like mantra. I mean, they got to do game. it. I mean. I mean, the amount of people that are employed to cover the team, they have to have something to talk about. And even though it's such like monotonous and it's the same bottle dancers every day, like, hey, we're going to try to field the best team we can and put the guys in the best position to succeed and whatever it is, the same. I could pretty much do Mickey's job for him because uh, I know uh, what he, I don't know about <laughs> all that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not as far as managing. I'm you saying, this, I'm saying is a- answering the questions. It's the same oh, shit yeah. every day. It's easy to say the same answers every day. But, uh, you know, they got to sell papers if anyone's buying papers, but they also need those website clicks and guys that they do a great job. You know, and a lot of the beat writers like get on their case a lot because they seem to write and tweet the same stuff. Like one guy will write the, the you know, some stat about Jeff McNeil and then everyone else basically copies and pastes it. So uh, whatever. I mean, they, I don't think they're ever going to get away with that. The, the, the day and age we're in where everyone wants to be so locked in and so uh, in tune to everything that's going on with the game and the, the players talking, the managers talking, they'll never get rid of it. But yeah, I think it is a little overkill, especially when there's really just no way to answer some of the questions that, they, that they're asked from the press, you know? That's very cool. I just old school. Like you would never hear about it. Like maybe a line in the news day, you know. But it I don't was remember. Like, that. I, I don't remember them oh ever not talking. But I don't know how just, much of a I'm gap old. we have between us. <laughs> <laughs> you're, Nancy, uh, you're the- not old. Number one and number two, you don't look as old as you are. You're you're like a kid. So I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you rock, Lizzie. You know, no, but Ooh. I'm serious. I met you, and you you've been saying like, "Oh, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old," and then I met you, and I was like, "What? You're not old." <laughs> I'm suffering from Peter Pan syndrome. I will not grow up. <laughs> Good. And I'm a Mets fan. That just keeps you alive because, like, yeah, you know, it keeps you pressure. alive, but. Uh, Puts extra grays in your head, so I don't know if that's a good a good uh, 
All right. And I'm totally looking forward to the the show at Patchog. Bring it on. It's going to be really fun. We'll talk more about that at the end. But thanks, uh, Nance. Talk to you later. All right. You take care. Bye, Lizzie. Bye. I like hearing from her. She's so like... I don't know what the right word is. Uh, just excited. She's got she good seems energy. Like, yeah, good good vibes. Good yeah. good mojo. Yeah. There. When I met her, I I knew it was her because her back was turned to the direction that I was walking. So I saw that it said "shouty" on her jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that that's Nancy." <laughs> so not to bring up a depressing loss on Monday. Wheeler was dealing the definitely one of the brightest spots of the of the season. We're seeing the the emergence of uh, McNeil, obviously playing really great since he's been called up. But Wheeler, Matts. Bounce back uh, seasons. Shouty to uh, Dave Allen for fixing these guys. But they did lose on Monday. Wheeler was dealing. And unfortunately, the Mets have not commit to putting Dom Smith at first base. So the Dom Smith left fielder experiment came to a crash in the 13th inning when Literally. him and Rosario uh, were both going for the ball. And, and I watched the replay, and, and I think Gary Cohen said something like... Um, Rosario called it all the way, but I don't think I even saw Rosario's mouth move once. But it was Rosario's ball. Dom Smith was coming in like a freight train, and Dom (laughs) did call for it, but way too late. He's like four feet away. They crashed. Ball dropped. Giant score. Mets losing 13. Just a depressing, piss-poor loss. Another depressing loss for a season where you don't really need to see when the next foot's going to drop or what when rock bottom's going to hit I'll but drink a, to that. a loss like that is so pathetic and you're watching it and you're and they showed some close-ups of the fans of their like disappointment and they're almost kind of like having their hands on their heads and almost like smirking at the same time like laughing how how embarrassing something like that is. It's not. But you know what? I I wrote on Twitter, I don't even think it's Dom Smith's fault. They're putting him in a position where it's not his native spot. Right. You know, you can't expect a guy to go out there at the major league level and be able to perform just because he is a big leaguer. He's a first baseman. He's one of our first base prospects. They're bringing him up, trying to find him, find a way to get this guy in the lineup. And obviously the, the outfield is what it is with the injuries. So they stick him in left field. And guess what? It didn't work for Murphy. It didn't work for Duda. Reyes has been out there. Uh, they, they, they stick guys out there and think that, that it's going to be the answer, but it's not. And I, I like this tweet from a guy that I follow, uh, Meek Phil underscore. Uh, I wouldn't get mad at my dentist for not delivering my mail on time. I'm not going to get mad at my first base prospect because he can't be, because he's put in left field, which is true. I mean, you can't expect a guy to play out of position and um, – and uh, no, no, you can pass on that and uh, succeed. So it, it's a shame because the guy seems like he's trying to do his best to uh, get out there every day and, and, and help this team uh, win. But he he's not going to do that when he's put in left field and it's not his spot. You know, right. right. Someone else wrote it, wrote a tweet. I think it was yesterday. I, I should have had it up here. I retweeted it. It said something about. You know you have you know what you have with Jose Bautista. You know what you have with Austin Jackson. You know what you have with so and so. Jeff McNeil and Alonzo, if you bring them up, that's supposed to be the future. And you want to see what those guys can do, not what the guys that have already had their best days behind them. I mean, I'm happy with what Bautista's done. I'm happy with what Austin Jackson Jackson has done. Yes. But that's not the future. So you got to move on. But um, I did get bashed earlier in the week because. What? I, well, maybe it wasn't earlier. It was Tuesday night when I wrote something about, um, you know, Mets win. And this guy, Mark, who always likes to chime in on freaking everything. What did he write? Um, I don't know. Something about, I can't, I, I can't figure out why anyone would go to baseball games these days. Because <sighs> the way the team's been playing and they, they didn't make offseason moves last year. They didn't 
do anything by the trade deadline, and they just don't understand why people find joy in baseball. And, you know, it's just so freaking weird to me. I just rolled my eyes. uh, Yeah, but it's weird to me that people waste their brain power caring about what someone else does with their free time. If I enjoy going to baseball games, or you do, or uh, our friends do, or whoever does... That's Who what gives they wa- a fuck? Why do like, you care? I know. Why do you care enough that about about uh, what other people do with their free time? Enough to like it bothers you enough to like go on Twitter and write about it. Enough to take your free time out and tweet about somebody else's life. Well, like, I, I love when people say, "Well, who cares?" And then you do because you wouldn't have replied. You know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable how many people it's weird to me get bothered by other people's. Lives like I try and stay so positive, and I could give a shit about. Besides, like, drama, you talk shit on wrestling, but like drama, besides that, I mean, but that's like because at this it's, point it's funny. But whatever, yeah, it's like your shtick now. Everyone was like, "Oh, Lizzie hates wrestling." But I know, and that it, shit yesterday. Oh my god, whatever. But the you know what it is like. I don't. It doesn't. It shouldn't bother anyone what someone wants to do with their free time as long as it's not. It's constructive to them. Why do you care? Why do you care? I don't know. It's it's fucking crazy. Anyway, we are going to get our boy Joe DeMeo on the line in just a second. That's that's Adam's cue to call Joe DeMeo. Um, but yeah, the, the something I definitely wanted to bring up because I didn't ever notice this because I you know I don't really drink that much at the game. I usually have like a beer. If I have cash on me, I'll buy a beer from Mike Marshall. Whatever. I don't really drink at the games. I don't eat at the games. Mm-hmm. But we were sitting down the first baseline with uh, a couple that Kelly and I are friends with. Hold on. Give uh, Joe a call. Um, we were sitting down the first baseline, and they have like the menus where you can come. You can order sushi to your, ta- to yes, your chair. Awesome. You can order pretty much whatever to your, to your chair, uh, to your seat. So uh, I got a beer. I didn't get any food, but I noticed that when they signed for it, my buddy Jim signed for it. There was an option to leave a tip, and the the server goes, "Hey, um, you know this is optional. If you if you want to leave a tip for the service, go ahead. Whatever. It's like it wasn't forced on. He just wanted wanted him to know." So he leaves a tip on the card, signs uh-huh. it, whatever, gives it back. I see the McKellar beer guy walk down. Yeah. He comes back. I'm like, oh, do you have the Sally? Hey, say, hey, hey, say, whatever, the Sally. Do you have the Sally? He goes, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll take one. My, my wife wants whatever. So whatever it came to, I gave him my card. And I'm waiting to sign for a tip. And he goes, oh, you can't leave a tip on a credit card. I'm like, well, I don't have cash. Wait, wait, wait. So your buddy... Ordered this the stuff. It's a different with server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a credit card, and he got to leave. Was the tip. it the same machine? No, no, no. Like the different guy, the different guy with like the uh, with the menus. So I ordered from like the regular beer hawker, like the like a Mike uh-huh. Marshall, like the beer yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. and he had the white swipers, which right. is a new thing this year, which is great because I don't ever bring cash with me. Leave that phone outside. I don't ever have cash with me. I I always have my credit card. Yeah. So. I go to tip the beer guy, and he goes, "We can't accept tips on a card." I'm like, "That's, that's unbelievable." Weird. And I, I did know that the Mike, well, Mike came with the credit cards, and then he said that, um, "No, there's no tip." The last time, and I was like, "Wait, what?" So I was surprised that it, you just said these that guys work for tips. You know, I don't know what their hourly ra- wage is, but they they work for tips and they work for volume sold. I'm and I'm pretty sure that's honestly, how it works. When you're a vendor of food or drinks, carrying around like forty pounds of beer on your head, you go to serve not only it. That, Someone but buys like a few There's always beers. um because it's a service. There's always an option for tipping. No, so you I can't. don't even know why it's you not there. Tip. 
I never noticed that before. But it's an option. But it's Because if new. you could tip the other server, why can't right. you tip the beer guy? Right. So I actually tweeted the Mats. I have it up here. Hey, at Mats, it's great that you let the beer guys accept credit cards now, but you took the option away to leave a tip. Uh, it's an option when purchasing food to your seat, so it's definitely doable. Hook them up, but not cool. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if they didn't figure it out before the season started, but how is it possible in this day and age when everyone is going... They want to have less stuff on them, less less cash, less credit cards, less whatever. You have the the wallet thing on your phone now, so you don't need your ticket stubs. I can't tip the beer guy. I have to bring cash with me now to tip the beer guy. It almost makes me not want to buy a beer because I don't want to look cheap for not being able to tip them. Yeah. You know? True. Like, I feel bad. Like, I, like luckily, Kelly had had uh, some bucks on her, so we, we did hit the guy off. But if we didn't, I'd feel like such a dick. Yep. Anyway, we are going to get to the phone lines because... I'm with you on that one. I did hit up... My buddy Joe DeMeo this morning because I want to get his his two cents or four cents or however many cents he has on uh, a topic here. So what's up, Joe? What's going on, guys? How we doing? We're doing all right. We're just hanging out, drinking some beers, talking hey, about Joe. the Mets. I can't. Did you hear what I just said? You can't. You can't tip the beer guys on a credit card. It's, isn't that unbelievable? That's ridiculous. And I, <laughs> I was hearing you guys talking, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't ever have cash ever. Yeah, Frankly, yeah. I don't even really use my cards anymore unless I have to. Everything's on like my Apple Pay and everything, so I, I don't. I really take anything out of my wallet nowadays. Did you hear about that thing they're trying to do where they implant like a chip into your hand where you can actually like check out with that at stores, so you never have to bring anything on you anymore? That sounds like uh, something from like iRobot or something. It's real. Yeah. They're, 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 they're testing it already. I, I saw it on Facebook. But anyway, for, so for the purpose of the call, no besides thanks. all this yeah. other shit, Jeff McNeil is up. He's tearing the cover off the ball. He's breaking records for rookies left and right. I think, what is it, eight straight hits he's eight, had? Eight game yeah. hitting streak, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, what took so long for this guy to get to the bigs? He's not a spring chicken. He's 26 years old. And, uh, you know, that's relatively late to be a rookie, rookie in the league. So what took so long? Well, he was a late draft pick, you know, after senior year of college, and he's he's had a bunch of injuries along the way throughout the minor league. So he spent a lot of time on the sidelines. Uh, they've been trying to figure out where he should play positionally. He played left field. He played shortstop. He played third base. He played second base. So they kind of threw him all over the place. And I don't know if that maybe led to some of the injury issues. I've never spoken to him or anything, but uh, like that's that could be something. And between all the injuries, it just it just took a while to actually progress because typically they want you to master a level before you move up to the next level. So if you only play a select amount of games at a level, then they're going to say, well, let's just have him repeat it and maybe he'll be healthy this year and then we'll move him up quickly if we have to. And he just never could kind of get it together. But uh, over the last year and a half or so, he's really kind of gotten more healthy. They've been spend, spending most of his time at second base. He's played third and a little left, but mostly second, and uh, makes me think why they even bother messing with all these other positions. Because I don't know about you guys, but in my opinion, I think he looks pretty good at second base. I, I, I'm content with his defense. No, he does look good, and you know, there's already early. You know, people jump the gun; they got to get those clicks. People are already comparing him to uh, Daniel Murphy. It's like the Mets found their next Daniel Murphy, but you know, it's only been 28 games. He does have 31 hits, which is great. But comp- the early comparisons to Daniel Murphy are, are great to read. It's 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 something that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, thinking that you might have something in in this guy. But do you think that once uh, pitchers and teams see more of him, he's going to see different pitches? They're going to kind of learn what he likes and what he doesn't like. And do you, going into 2019, do you think that this is sustainable for him? Like, is this going to is he going to be able to keep, keep this hot streak going? Well, in your opinion, Murphy compare, 
Yeah. Well, as far as the Murphy comparisons, I saw them both in the minor leagues. So that's how long I've been doing it. I was watching Murphy play in double A. And they they do sort of remind me of each other. And obviously you could see a little bit in how they swing at everything at the big league level. As far as sustainability, I don't think he'll sustain this level. Uh, but with that said, with his stroke, his good contact skills, he's not a high strikeout guy. I think the league will figure him out a little bit and he'll struggle and then he'll rebound on them because he's a very smart, smart hitter. And so I think, I think he's a potential starter, uh, for even for 2019 uh, at second base, which would probably be news to the ears of ownership and Gerald Magix. It's another starter making league minimum. And hopefully that would, uh, give them more room to work, to go upgrade elsewhere. But I, I'm personally okay, you know, seeing how the rest of this year goes, but I'm okay going into the offseason with the idea that McNeil's a legitimate option to be the second baseman next year if nothing better arises through free agency or trade in the offseason. I mean, he definitely seems like it. I mean, if this can keep up, that would be great. I mean, for a guy to come up where there was a lot of question marks around him, you you hit the nail on the head with injuries, and you you want to see a guy really kill it in the minors before you bring him up. But, I mean, so far, so good. And... um you know, there's been a lot of comparisons, like we just talked about with Murphy. Uh, what do you think about Murphy going to the Cubs? Was that was that uh, something that was a shock to you? Uh, I was a little surprised to see the Nats jump out like that, but I mean, it's joy to my ears. I love yeah. them struggle, so uh, that that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. But I'm glad for Murphy because I mean, the NL is not the strongest right now. The Cubs are have to be considered the favorites to represent the NL of the World Series. And I'll tell you, if, if he couldn't get a ring here, uh, I lo- always love Murph, so I hope he can get a ring with Chicago. It's just so crazy seeing him in that uniform now after you know, what he did throughout that 2015 yeah, playoffs. He and yeah. he killed him. Yeah, he fucking killed him. <laughs> yeah. And now he's wearing their yeah. uniform. Okay. It's crazy. crazy. Um, speaking of another comparison, I know that you're blocked from Jose Reyes because we talked about that last time you were on the show. But uh, Tim Healy put up something. It says Jeff McNeil, 29 hits in 27 games. We know that's actually more. You know, he played last night and got a couple more. And then Jose Reyes, 38 hits in 90 games. And how Jose Reyes even saw this, I guess he searches his name. Like, I think that's what you said once before. I think he searches his name. He replied. He wasn't even mentioned in it. He says, well, I got over 2,000, you know, in his career with like a crying face and like a a guy shrugging. So uh, Mets sensitive Twitter, obviously lost their shit over it thinking that it's wrong for him to you know stand up for himself and it wasn't even really standing up for himself i think in my eyes it's almost saying like yeah good for him but i had a pretty decent career in my day and this comparison is just kind of trying to talk shit you know yeah that's how i took it and me and jose reyes clearly have beef he blocked me so like i'm not i'm i'm not out here uh all against him, but I'm with him here. I truly think that, you know, Tim made a little jab or whatever, and I'm sure it was lighthearted. I'm sure he wasn't actually trying to rip Jose, but Jose probably follows him, and if he doesn't, like you said, he searches his name, so he found it that way. And I personally didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, let's be honest, Reyes, he's done. I think we all kind of can recognize that he's done or very, very close to it now. But it doesn't take away how awesome he how awesome of a career he had of and course. i think it's unfair to completely ignore that and especially the fact that reyes spent so much time here and was such a big factor here it's sort of so i i could get where reyes is coming from where you know just so you know don't forget that like i was good <laughs> and yeah, i was good yeah. here too 
And so you know, don't, I, like, forget about that. I said that a few times throughout the year. You know, the way that he was playing, it it doesn't tarnish what he's done in the past. But if that's like your last memory of him going out, it kind of yeah. does tarnish it a little bit. I mean, you want to if he never yeah. came back and he he retired elsewhere, Blue Jays or Rockies or Marlins, wherever the hell he ended up. He his yeah. the end of his career. We wouldn't have been as locked into it. We wouldn't even know that he's hitting a buck, whatever with with whatever team. You know, we kind of just be like, hey, his his career's toast. But now since he's in our colors again, we're watching him every day, and the Mets are running him out there for whatever reason. It it, it kind of yeah. does tarnish the end of his career a little bit. But him standing up for himself, or even just replying, is not a big deal. And, and people make these, yeah. this day. You know, people are on Twitter. They're so locked in. They want to they want to chime in on everything and screenshot stuff mm-hmm. and put their own twist. And I think it's funny. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, everyone nowadays has an opinion about everything and feels because I have an opinion, I need to voice it, and it's just silly. It's one of those things that I just saw and I kind of brushed over because uh, yeah. I, I saw it, and I brushed over because I saw like screenshots. Obviously, I didn't see the actual tweet because I'm blocked. Um, right. But I, uh, yeah, I saw screenshots and I was just like, oh, whatever. And then also, I just see a bunch of people tweeting about it. I'm like, are people seriously pissed about this? Yeah. Come on, people, get with the program. <laughs> Two more things before I let you go. Alonzo, yes. they, they gave the shot with McNeil. He's up here. Is there any reason in hell why they're not bringing this guy up? Not a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, sure they have some, I'm sure they have some kind of reasoning, but none that I would agree with. I imagine they would go with, uh, we don't have to add him to the 40-man roster this offseason, and there's always a 40-man roster crunch in the offseason because you have to add guys so they don't get picked in the Rule 5 draft and crap. But... Man, I sit there, I go, this guy's beat this, beat the shit out of AAA. And first base is just, I mean, they don't know whether they're playing Dom Smith there or left field and letting him run into Rosario. They kind of want to let Jay Bruce play it, but then they're like, he's going to play outfield too. And then they're playing Flores almost every other day. Why not, like, just stop with this crap and just go take the guy that is potentially the answer at first base and a potential big-time, middle-of-the-order power hitter, and just let him come up. Let him play. Even if, even if you just say, play the rest of the season at AAA, which ends in, whatever, next week or so, and at, let him finish the year at AAA, and call him up, let him play in September. I don't understand it. To me, it should be, get the guy a look, and then if he stinks for the month, you could say, okay, well, in the offseason, we need to figure out what we're going to do at first base early on and let him get some more seasoning if if that ends up being the case. But without getting him a look, I think that screws you because then you're going to come in the spring and then you'll be like, uh, can Alonzo handle it or can he not? We, we don't know. Because you didn't give him a shot in September when you're way the hell under 500 and you're playing Jose Bautista and Jose Reyes and Austin Jackson and all these guys every day. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it, it's just so ass-backwards, man, from how things are supposed to be done. All right, one more before I let you go. David Wright. I want to see him back up in Queens. I think he's doing everything to get his ass up here. He's been hitting the ball a couple yeah. over the past couple of days. I think he didn't have a hit for the first like week that he's been playing, but yeah. he's he's seeing the ball better. Do you think that he's going to be up this year? Obviously, that's the goal. I'll tell you this entire time, I was I always loved David like all of us. He's our captain, he's our guy. But after, you know, a year and a half of him not making any progress at all, I I was even starting to get a point of like Come on, man. Like, I appreciate that you want to do it, but it's taken this long. You can't even make any progress. You should give it up. But, I mean, I'm glad he didn't because he's made progress. And like you said, he's starting to see them all a little better. And my guess would be you're going to see David Wright at some point in September. Yes. Maybe if it's, even if it's only the last day or two, 
<laughs> and he just comes up and, you know, has a couple of bats. But I think if he does not come back and play this year, I don't think you see him anymore. I no, think I don't think so either. I, I think he's implied that if he can't do it now, he's not going to do it at all. So I think we're going to see him. And I'll tell you, I hope it's uh, loyal to the last out day or whatever, because uh, I want to make sure I'm there for whenever David Wright actually gets to put on a uniform again. Uh, me too. I, I hope he gets more it. than one day. But if he me is up three. here, right. of course we want to see him out there. And, you know, all signs have been pointing to – not that they're keeping Reyes around because of this, but if Reyes is still playing, because we, you know, unless barring some, you know, season-ending injury for Reyes, if Reyes comes up and Wright is up, they're both going to be playing. The left left side of the infield is going to be back like it was oh. in, in yesteryear, and fans are going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'll be out there cheering, oh, yeah. cheering along. Oh yeah, when when da- when David has his game, I'll bet you. Uh... Whatever game, the first game he plays, I'll throw a McKellar beer bet with you that uh, the that lineup that's going to have Rosario on the bench that day, and Reyes is going to be batting leadoff, playing short, and Wright's going to be wherever batting and playing third. So, I mean, it'll be cool to see um, because obviously the 06 team and all that run was just such a awesome memory for all of us, and Wright and Reyes were obviously smack dab in the center of it. So it'll be cool to see everything come back, and I'm super happy for David because. There's, there really isn't a player, I think, in the world that wants to be a Met or the David Wright. So it's uh, it's super awesome. Well, there you have it. Thanks a lot for calling, Joe. Follow Joe on Twitter, PSL to Flushing. And uh, I know there's only five episodes left of the year, and you're not necessarily close to Long Island. But if you can make it out here, I'd love to have you on the show one day. If not, we'll have you through Skype or on the phone or whatever. Maybe we'll do something for uh, next season. Yeah, definitely, man. We'll, we'll set it up, and I'll see you all in Boston in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. Thanks, Joe. All right. Later. Bye. See you later. Bye. All right. Yeah. So the, that was the uh, the Joe DeMail report, whatever we want to call it. <laughs> but uh, I like to hit Joe up when I got questions about certain things with the minor leagues and stuff because he's so locked in. And we talked about it yeah, the first time he was on the show. He doesn't even do it for a living. He just loves it. And he knows a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I like to have Joe on when, yeah. when he's available. So uh, share the show if you're watching. We didn't even do this in the beginning. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter or Periscope. Tonight we're giving, or today we're giving away two gift cards to the Seven Lions website. Twenty dollars a pop. You get to spend it on whatever you want, whether it is a future away game. We don't sell the home games on our out on our website, but future away game accessories. We want to save it for the holidays. Buy someone a gift. Totally on you. So give us a call. 631-388-5195. We still have some more topics to discuss. The Mets are playing today at one o'clock at City Field. Madison Bumgardner and. Jacob DeGrom out there at City Field. Nice, beautiful day. I know Bowers out there. I don't know who else, but it uh, should be a fun time. Um, let's get to the standings. The Mets are now 15 games back from the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are 71 and 55. Mets sitting back and forth, 56 and 70, 15 games out. They are playing over the last 10, 6 and 4. So, you know, they have picked it up a little bit lately. They still have uh, 30, what is it, 36 games to play. So I put something up on Twitter today, and people think that this is me being positive. I put no positive spin on this at all, and I still get fucking crushed. But it was just a question. (laughs) The Mets are now 56 and 70. True. They have 36 games left. True. They'd have to go at least 25 and 11 the rest of the way to get back to 500. True. Do they do it? That was a question, and people are still like, Delete this embarrassing tweet. I'm like, I'm just asking a question. And 
overwhelmingly Why is it embarrassing because people are thinking that like I'm pulling for them to get back to 500. I couldn't give two shits. I want McNeil to succeed. I want Degrom to succeed. I want all these guys that have individual uh, accomplishments throughout the year, so we know what we have going into th- 2019. A win is great when you leave the ballpark. It's just fun to know. Hey, the Mets won. But am I sitting there like they better get the 500 because I got a hundred bucks bet with my friend? I don't care if they don't win another game the rest of the year. It doesn't matter. They're out. People but are weird. it was just a question because I wanted something to talk about today on the show. <laughs> so that was the question. Almost 2,500 people vote. For the record, I voted no. Uh, it was 75-25. People think no, they will not get back to 500. And I think that's a realistic way to think. They'd have to really beat some good teams coming down the stretch here because they are going to play the Nationals. They, who, I mean, granted, they are kind of shit in the bed themselves. There are a lot of guys, um, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of teams that they have to play between now and the end of the year that are better than them. So they are probably not going to get back to 500. So that was the question. That was the answer. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, Mets you Twitter that, people that, were that up, upset with that. Down. So anyway, Bumgarner versus DeGrom. DeGrom's on a tear. Best ERA in baseball, 1.71. Eight and seven, as far as the record is concerned, but like we were talking about, record the record's cool. I mean, you want to see them. You want to see a twenty-game winner, but whatever, it's not going to happen. Um, he's got a month left. Let's see what he can do. At this point, just dropping the ERA. I mean, I can't even picture him dropping his ERA even lower than it's already been. But pitchers do a lot there. Bumgarner out on the mound at City Field, and this guy's been battling injury for the past couple of years. Last year. On an off day, he went dirt biking in Colorado and crashed and hurt his arm. And you remember our old friend John Roush used to say to us all the time, like, he wanted to get a motorcycle so bad, but you're not really... I don't know if you sign something that says you're not going to do dangerous things, but like you can't go skydiving if you're a baseball player. I you probably you probably could, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, there are things that you shouldn't do. And he did say last year, like, you know what? Probably not a good idea on my part. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he, he apologized to his teammates. But this year he got hurt in spring training. Uh, just a, a comebacker broke his hand and, and um, uh, you know, unfortunate situation he didn't get to come back until i think may or june of this year so Mm -hmm. uh pitchers do out there if you're watching it if you're out there have fun drink a beer from me um let's talk about next year's schedule because like we talked about at the beginning of the show it's one of my favorite days of the year to have the schedule come out the second (laughs) it comes out i'm sitting there with my highlighter i'm trying to figure out where we're going next year whistle mcwhistle coming at (laughs) you I did have a little sneak peek, not at the schedule, but I did talk to someone in the know to ask about a, a few different ballparks that we haven't been to yet for next year. So I kind of had a, a little bit of an idea of where we were going, but it wasn't official till yesterday because things change. Um, obviously, when there is a tentative schedule, things can change, change, times can change, stuff like that. But this is locked in stone now because it's out there. And the Mets opening day next year will be against the Nationals at home again in March with the off day afterwards on Friday. But a lot of off days. There are, they are. Yeah, a lot of weird off days. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I retract that. A lot of Monday off days next year. Every single Monday in July next year, there's no game. Yeah. Which is pretty rare. Uh, Thursdays are usually the off days. That's why we kind of scheduled orange and blue thing to be thursday nights but you know what? i got shit to do in the summer so i'm trying to do the noon shows yeah. these days but anyway <laughs> so the schedule came out i didn't lock in anything with the mets yet as far as the home games are concerned that's still up the air i got to figure that out got to talk pricing got to talk a whole bunch of stuff to figure out next year's home schedule but the away schedule is pretty much locked up i actually 
already have uh, not contracts in place, but this only came out yesterday, and I'm already talking to the Cubs, the Kansas City Royals, the Cincinnati Reds, and the Washington Nationals. Obviously, the Nationals are an annual thing now, so it's pretty easy. Adam hit me up yesterday. Oh, Ad- yeah? Adam, our, our Nationals rep, is like, I know that we didn't even do this year's outing yet because that's a remake <laughs> of the snow out in September. We're going to go in, in uh, I mean, snow out in April. We're going to go in September 22nd. So we haven't even finished the 2018 outing yet with him, but we're already talking about 2019. But the opening day is in Nationals Park. The only weekend Saturday that they're playing the whole year is that first is Saturday. The second game of the and of I don't want to get I don't want to get put into the same situation that we had this year. Northeast has been staying. It's been. The, the the season seems to be changing a little bit more. Like it stays nice until November, December. Now it's not as cold, and now it's pushing. And now we're getting a lot of snow, a lot of rain late in the year. March it snowed April fifth, I think, at City Field. There was a snow out at City Field. I don't think it's a smart idea for us to play in the second game of the year as an outing in DC. Oh, we, yeah, you didn't tell me. You didn't. We didn't. We didn't discuss this. No. But we shouldn't do that. So I wrote okay. in this blog post here. If you go to the sunline dot com and and then click on the blog, I think the best course of action for us would be monday september 2nd because that's labor day so no one has work that day so while it's the end of a holiday weekend it might be a little bit of a bitch getting home depending on what time the game ends with traffic and stuff but i feel like the worst traffic is on the sunday of a holiday weekend because people are usually home by the monday right no Whatever. If we're in a bus, we're not going to really care, especially yeah. if the Mets win. And if the game means something late in September, I mean, early in September, it, it, it'll be a lot of fun. So Late start on Tuesday, guys. It's this is the good. plan. Here's the plan. Chicago, June 22nd, Wrigley Field. It'll be our, our uh, a repeat of our first ever away game back in 2013. I'm hoping that the, that the bleachers are still first come, first serve because we basically took 500 seats and said, like, these are ours today, and the Cubs fans were pissed. Not that we go and, and try to cause, cause a, a ruckus, but... If it's still this, if I think it, it worked out very well. It worked out awesome. Yeah. But Cubs are better now. They won the World Series. They're playing great this year. Who knows how many but tickets we are going to be available like next year? Spread out. No, we were but sitting next to each other. There were still fans on the other side. Johnny, Johnny, whatever, <laughs> might be like, this is my bleacher seat every day. Johnny dipshit. And not today. We're here. You know what I mean? Bye. So <laughs> things happen. You know, when, not when. Unless Johnny dipshit wants to sit in the middle of a bunch well, of Wrigley fans. Field's awesome. So <laughs> I wouldn't be rushing to go into the game either if I was a, a, a big Cubs fan and I wanted to tie one on at a bar across the street, like whatever the Cubby, whatever the, those places are called. Yeah. But we were told that the ballpark opened at whatever time. And you saw we were there we're like an hour up. before. Yep. We didn't go to a bar before. We didn't plan a pregame. Nope. Our pregame was let's get to these fucking seats and lock them up. So, and it worked out perfectly. That's the plan. June 22nd, we're going to be at Wrigley Field. Kansas City, August 17th. I went to Kansas City for game seven of the 2014 World Series. That was the first year of our license, and I, I called in a favor. You remember, you were like mad. You were like, you're going to the game seven tonight? I left work, and I did the round-trip flight from... I, I didn't get a hotel or anything. I went there with a backpack. Yeah, I was pissed. So I went to watch game seven. <laughs> I was pulling for the for the Royals that year because I didn't want the, the Giants to win. I, was, I liked the story of the Royals winning their first World Series since the 80s. They lost... Uh, call me the mush, whatever. I was wearing my Mejia jersey at, at a Mets Mejia jersey at Game Seven, uh, Royals versus um, Giants. But whatever, I've been to Kaufman already. Key to the stump. That area, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but the tailgating at Kaufman is awesome because really? right next to the Kansas City Chiefs, people bring like full blown barbecue setups where they're like grilling and smoking stuff in the parking lot. Ooh, it's cool. it's really, really, really fun. Uh, well, I mean that was also game seven, so I'm sure they turned it up a notch. But when we go, I think that we definitely have to tailgate. 
because of the tailgate, like I was walking around the, the pit area, whatever you call it, the, the pits or uh, the, the parking lot. I call it the pits from like the old motocross days. But I was walking around the area and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like I was by myself. So I was yeah. kind of like, not sad, but I was like, oh, this would be so cool to experience this with a crew, you know? Right. Um, anyway, so that's the plan. We're going to be out there August 17th. After that, Cincinnati. I've also been to that ballpark. I went to opening day in, I think, 2008. But that'll be our first time with the group. So back in 2015, the Mets clinched in Cincinnati. But they also hosted the All-Star Game in 2015. So there was a lot of improvements to the ballpark. I think they built a couple new bars right over there. In general, I thought the, the area was great. Shu and, and I went with uh, Z. We drove from New York. Shu and I were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, oh, it's, we were talking about like travel and flights and things mm-hmm. for next year. You know, start. You don't want to book now. I mean, you can if you want. I don't know if you can even get flights this far ahead of time. But um, the um, uh, that was a ten hour flight. So I don't think I'm, a ten hour drive. I don't think I'm going to drive Hell next year. No. I think I'm definitely going to going to fly. And then Wash, Washington in in September. So that'll be our four away games next year: Chicago, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and DC. I was hoping to go to LA next year, but me too. It is not a weekend and it for whatever reason it doesn't land on a weekend. People are saying, "Didn't you say this yesterday?" I sure did. Can't we go anyway on a Tuesday? Yeah, let's like go. you and I could go cuz yeah. you work for me and we wouldn't <laughs> be at work if I was there. But a lot of people that travel with us, they they spend their vacation time and their weekends and and a way to go see the Mets on the road because it's a weekend. They don't have to take off of work. They fly in on a Friday. They leave on a Sunday. They yeah, go to the game. but now you have plenty of time to, in advance to no. tell your boss uh, to take off. Sorry, guys. Not next year. The earliest we're going to go is 2020. Damn it just it. makes the most sense. We've always done Saturdays on the road. Oh, we're going to change this for LA? Yes. No, eventually it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Fine. So uh, we do have a call. This is one of our, I think this is one of our season ticket holders. What's up, Ari? Yo, what's going on, Derek? Are you, are, are you one of our season ticket holders? I'm not. I'm the guy that's down in Miami that we know that we know each other from years ago. Oh, all right. There's an Ari that's a season ticket holder as well. So uh, what's up, Ari? Not the man. I, you know, I, I I was real upset this year that I didn't get to go to the game. My wife's cousin got married for the third time. I thought that meant that I had an out. <laughs> I didn't. I was actually in New Jersey while you guys were down in Miami that weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Third, third time, third time's a charm was the motto. Third time's a charm, but uh, oh, well, let's hope. Let's hope. I'm, I'm just wondering why uh, why we can't do Miami next year. I feel like, I feel like Miami should be the the go to every single season. I think when you when you when you go to a road game that's a, a travel one too often, it kind of loses its luster a little bit. DC is close enough for us to just hop on the bus. You know, we we leave City Field bright and early. We're back at City Field after the game. You know, it's a full day, but it's it's something that's easily uh, feasible for people that work so for us to plan an outing i don't want to plan an outing where it's like 200 people i mean that's still a lot but we're rolling with a thousand at a clip every time we go away now and i don't want to ever dilute it to where like we spread ourselves so thin that when we go to miami every year it goes from a thousand to 600 to 400 to like me and you sitting there by ourselves so while it sounds great there's a lot of mets fans down in florida we also do go to spring training every year so it's a lot to ask for someone next year because a lot of our fans that that are that are they travel with the crew. They don't miss the away games. Even if they didn't want to go to Miami again next year, they probably would because of they don't want to miss an outing. They're very dedicated to the group. They're 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 part of the crew. They got FOMO for whatever reason. They don't want to miss an outing. For us to go to Miami every year, I think would be a bit much. But I understand why, especially when you live there, you want us to come down. But it, it's just not going to happen. Hopefully, that was a good enough answer. I got you. <laughs> no, I understand. Well, listen, you have you have my you have my commitment that. 
comes up in September, you will see me at a home game. I will definitely fly up because I got a feeling this is the swan song. I got a feeling that, you know, I mean, they have to make a decision on it on August 31st. Obviously, you know, rosters are expanding. There's no reason not to bring him up. I got a feeling this is it. You know, he gets a couple more bats on the last day of the season or a couple games at the end of the season. So I will see you at one of those games, my friend, and hopefully we do Miami in two years. Absolutely. And if you are there for the last game of the year, we're planning a big party after the game. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes here. But we are planning a big party for after the final game of the year on the 30th. So if you are in town, you definitely got to swing by for that. Awesome, brother. Awesome. All right. Later, dude. Take care. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Later, man. All the love in the world. Like. Yeah, I totally confused that for a second. And he also did cut out there for a moment, but he was talking about David Wright. So if yeah. David Wright does get his swan song, I think everyone's going to want to go to that. Hell yeah. How could you not? Yep. I would sleep outside for tickets. If they did like old school style where it's like you got to line up for tickets like back in the day, I would yeah. do that. I think I've that's that. it was fun. What'd you do that for? <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, Dave Zummer and I waited outside Yankee Stadium for Yankees, Yankees playoff tickets just so we could sell them in Great Neck. Ah. So I went and got the tickets, <laughs> and then the next day I went door-to-door at different Yankee, uh, different uh, like big, snotty, Great Neck businesses and sold them. Oh, nice. So we slept outside. Dave, Dave ate like Dunkin' Donuts from a box that wasn't ours. Like As we're moving down the line, people like left their shit there, and he's like, Ew. oh, fuck Oh, Dave. He's like, this looks all right. He started eating it. But I, I didn't. I've done and that I think two he also times. made out with some random girl online, oh, that's, too. That's not surprising. I don't know. It was fun. Um, yeah, two times. Once was System of a Down. They had a I slept outside? Yep. They had a show at Irving Plaza, so I stepped outside for that. And then MTV used to do the $2 bill concerts. And I waited and I slept on the streets for Radiohead. And I was like five people away from getting tickets. I didn't even get them. I was so mad. <laughs> well, good thing I didn't uh, win that show on MTV. I wouldn't be here right now. That's but true. That's, that's for another day. Uh, give us a call 631-388-5195 if you want to win the Seven Lines gift cards. All you got to do is share the show right now. If you're watching on Facebook, press that little share button. If you're watching on Periscope or Twitter, click the retweet and you'll be automatically put in the running towards the end of the program. If you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff, click subscribe, leave us a review, check out Check us back every Thursday night or Friday morning for new episodes. Shouty to Keith Blacknick for uh, doing all the legwork on that. One thing I want to say is uh, DC ticket reprints are going out tomorrow and into Monday. So make sure you throw your old tickets out because those are void and um, keep the new ones because they are important and you need to get into the game with that. <sighs> Absolutely. And it, it'll stop the emails too. Like, when are the tickets coming? When are the tickets coming? When are the tickets Two weeks before the game is, is our general rule of thumb now. So if, you, if you're going to a game with us, Boston, we're going to talk about this, that in a second. If you're going to a game with us, it's usually two weeks before the game when we send out the tickets. So sit tight. We haven't screwed up yet, and it's our 90-something outing. So Please let's talk about the pregame. Please add the pressure. Pregame with the Seven Line Army in Boston. We're going to be at a place called King's. Uh, as you may guess, that uh, right around the ballpark, there are a lot of bars and restaurants. But they can't hold 1,600 fans. There's a lot of people that are coming to this game, and I can't expect a place to shut down for us, especially when we don't commit to like a spend. I'm not trying to rent the place out. Right. So when we go somewhere, um, 
you know, we basically just promise them that we're coming and make sure that they're well staffed, make sure they have enough beer, enough food, and they're just ready because we don't want to show up, pick a bar, and then just kind of storm the door. And we, we want to be as organized as possible. So, can you imagine how overwhelmed a bar would be? No, nah, like we'd have to leave. You know, Mets and I almost feel bad for them. So, <laughs> walked in. Oh my God. I talked to Samantha at this place called King's and I gave her a heads up and she was asking, like, well, what are you looking to do? And I'm like, well, just really come and hang out. Like, yeah. I don't really need anything. We just I don't need, need a, a private area. I asked them if they had a DJ. They said, no but we'll, we'll be able to play some tunes but the um the thing that i found out from talking to her is happy hour is supposedly illegal in boston in massachusetts and it's real i googled it so yeah. in this it's... in this blog post that's up right now if you go to the sevenline.com click the blog it's got a map and everything of where we're going they can't do specials unless it's something that they have in writing like a month in advance so and they, why don't they make the special now so they have to do it every day <laughs> i'm just kidding so unfortunately there won't be drink specials that day um no, it's not. Um, we won't have drink specials that day, but they are going to work with us on some food specials and some other things. Like if you go to like a football uh, a bar for a football game, they're like, oh, wings or you know, right. five cent and wings. And you also said that is. their their drinks are reasonably priced. And, so. it's, and the coolest part about it is, if you're staying at that hotel with us, I think, what is it, the Marriott up the street? I have no it's idea. on our way to Fenway already. So if you're you're staying at the Marriott, we have 200 hotel rooms at the Marriott. I, I hope it's Marriott, uh, a Copley Place or whatever. Yeah, I think it's the Marriott. I think it is too. So yeah. we're staying at the Marriott. This King's uh, Dining and Entertainment on 50 Dalton Street is on the way. And then from there to Fenway, it's a 0.6-mile walk. So it's like 10 minutes. It looks cool. But the coolest part about it is that it's not... I like that it's a little bit farther away. So... I like the visuals. I run. I, I, you see, when everyone's starting to do the parade, I'm sprinting down the street. I'm trying to get the <laughs> pictures and the videos. Dre is obviously doing the same thing up there with me. But uh, I just... I get a kick out of it. And Boston is such a um, historical place. And there's so much history in that ballpark. And if we were just like directly across the street at like uh, Lucky Strike or House of Blues, our parade would be like 80 feet. Yeah. So I think that it's a little bit cooler that we're a little bit farther away. Plus, we'll have the place not to ourselves, but... It'll be mostly us. So, and if we get a ton of people in that place and we walk all together, we're, we'll beat San Diego, yeah. and that would be awesome. And but and not to shit on McFadden San Diego. I mean, the bar was just a bar. There was nothing special to it. What made it special was that we were together. Right. So Kings, I don't know much about. It. I know they have a couple bowling alleys. It almost looks like a lucky strike inside in some parts, but it's big. And they're not going to. Just so you know, if you're listening to this or watching, they're not going to fit all 1600. So definitely try to get there early. They are going to hit capacity. I right. told them that. I said, listen. But capacity is a thousand. So it's I mean, close to a thousand, but we have 1600. Some people don't go to the pregame. They go right. To, they want to check out the ballpark, which rightfully so. Fenway right. is awesome. Some people are taking the bus. Some t- people are driving themselves. They won't have the time to get there early enough to go to the pregame anyway. Right. So I told them just to be prepared for an extra St. Patrick's Day. And I know St. Patrick's Day is big in Boston. And right. The girl's like, really? Are you sure? I'm like, trust me. Yes. Just be ready. So that's the spot. Kings Dining and Entertainment, 50 Dalton Street. There's a few Kings in um, in the Boston area, so make sure you go to the right one. Uh, 50 Dalton Street, Boston, Mass, 02115. Again, only about 10-minute walk from the ballpark. And those walks feel like a second when you're walking with that many people. So it's 0.6 miles. Uh, not mandatory that you go, but if you can, you should definitely come and hang out because it's it's a guaranteed fun time. Your dad just commented that they added 50 additional rooms, so now it's up to 250. Where? Uh, at the Marriott. Oh, they did. All right. How about that, Dad? So uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you want to go to that site, uh, the link for it was on our site. Just go into the blog and type in Boston or Boston Hotel. It should come up. So there are rooms now. I didn't, Ooh, I'm so looking forward to this I didn't game. even know that. I knew they added a few yesterday or a couple days ago, and I, I sent it to a, a few friends, but I didn't know they added that many more. So 
you know what you do what it is when they add like 10 you don't want to put it online because then it sells out in a second then we get the hate mail and it's right. it's not even worth the headache so right. if they put 50 though that's that's pretty good yep. um 631-388-5195 next person to get through will play what's in the box um, so give us a call if you want some free stuff. You don't have to do anything. Just say one, two, three, or four. Again, share the show. You'll be in the running for the stuff at the end of the show. So uh, we did talk about this about this in the jump. We are going to do a live show. I don't have any graphics set up for it yet because it's it's. I just didn't put a blog up. For How it. But dare you? <laughs> the Clifton in Patchog. It's the newest bar in Patchog. He promotes it as a industry dive bar. So a lot of the bars and restaurants in the area, when their staff get off, they go there. So I worked with Brian back in, I don't know, the late 2000, you know, 2008, 2009 at Beach Bar in Hampton Bays. I worked with him up at Slopes and Hunter Mound. I, I've known Brian forever. Good guy. I remembered him when I saw him. He's funny. He's crazy. He's a crazy guy. Uh, it's an unconventional bar, to say the least. If you follow them on Instagram, you'll see some <laughs> funny stuff that they do in the middle of the night. But uh, the bar like never closes. It's open to like 4 o'clock every night. He'll get home from work when I'm getting up to come here. Oh, my God. It's crazy. But anyway, the Clifton in Patchog and Oyster Bay signed on also to be a sponsor of the night. So if you come to the show at, at the Clifton... Oyster Bay is going to be there. They're going to be Fantastic. doing giveaways, free beers, not all night, but there'll be some free giveaways, free beers. Obviously, the Clifton's got to make some money as well. But the Clifton and Meatball Place are friendly with each other. So Brian from the Clifton decided to cater the party for free from Meatball Place. What? This is going to be a party. So if you like the Clifton, you like Oyster Bay, you like the Meatball Place, you like all that stuff, it's going to be a fun I'm time. Sleeping over that. That's fine. We got, we got the extra room now. We just finished the basement. So um, yeah, so... September 27th at the Clifton. It's in Patchogue. It's just off Main Street. I should have the address, but I don't. Just Google it. Um, the place isn't gigantic, but they just did do the outdoor patio. So what we're going to do is bring this stuff with us, set up the, the show on the outside patio, uh, hang out there to watch the game that night. It's a 7 o'clock game. We'll go live at 6, 6-ish, whatever. Maybe we'll go late. At that point, I don't know if anyone's going to really be caring that much about watching every single pitch at the bar. Right. But it's going to be a fun time. Come on out. Set your set your clock. Set your schedule. Set your, set a reminder in your phone to come on out to the Clifton. Oh, that's going to be fun. And shout out, shouty to Oyster Bay, too, for being like, oh, yeah, we'll come. We'll bring some giveaways. Yeah. And so uh, the Clifton's going to stock up Speaking on the beers. <laughs> Oyster Bay is going to show up and give out some stuff. Maybe they'll have some T-shirts and some other stuff from Oyster Bay there. They do a lot of great stuff and a lot of good merch. Um on top of that, the final game of the year goes up in just a few days on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. And yeah, Stoke isn't as high as normal. I, I don't blame you guys for you know not being as enthusiastic about going to City Field. I get it. I mean, it's it's my thing. I love doing it. I've always done it. I'm never going to stop. But the game does go up uh, next Wednesday, the 29th at noon on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. It is sixty bucks. To uh, get the ticket, it does come with the special uh, T7LA 2018 event jersey, and we will be pre-gaming prior. What we are also doing for the first time is throwing a post-game party, like a final blowout. Like, let's blow the doors off this season and, you know, cheers one last time to the final day of the year. So what we're doing is the Pine, which is up the street at the Holiday Inn Express, I didn't know, but... It, I didn't know that this place was big enough to even have this area. Because when you first started talking about it, I was like, no Because the Pine is no relatively way. small compared yeah. to, I mean, it's, it's a great spot. But it's, I think the capacity is about 160 for the bar and the restaurant area. Yeah. It's like 80 and 80. I was like, you're bugging out. Which, if we're inviting 1,000 people to the, to the place, they're not going to fit. Right. So 
I didn't know this, but I kind of just threw it out there. I hit up uh, Chuck from the Pine. I'm like, hey, Chuck, um, do you have any more space? Do you have a convention room? Do you have anything that you can that you can host us? And he and he's like, yeah, come down. So Tuesday night after the game, I went to check it out. Shout out to Dina for for uh, showing me the space. It's huge. So it's like a, it's not as big as like a wedding, but we'll fit like a few hundred people. And in this there. is a free for all. I have to pay for it. But it's but so then how are you going to I'm not going to make anything on it. I'm going to no, no, no. How are you going to let people come in free for all? Just yeah, come in. Come hang on. Hang out. out. So I'm going to rent the room. Uh, Elvis. Uh, shout out to Elvis. A season ticket holder with us. He's going to DJ. So I'm going to throw some bucks his way, but it's not going to cost the fans anything to go. So I'm going to rent the room. Um, but you still have to pay for your alcohol. Yeah, of course. I'm going to yeah. just rent the room so okay. we have a place to chill. Elvis is going to set up his DJ equipment. The Holiday Inn Express is doing a special hotel, hotel rate if you want to stay there that night. And there'll be drink specials as well. So I don't have all the details hammered out yet, but it's definitely happening. So September 30th at uh, the Pine, which is in the Holiday Inn Express, will be where the party is. They're going to set up a bar in the room. It's going to look like it's going to be like a little Can we wedding. decorate? I, I, if you want to. We'd have to go in like the night before. So you're not gonna want to. You're not gonna want to decorate um, during the tailgate party prior. You know what I mean? It's gonna be tough. So like Elvis should go like and leave his stuff there and lock and lock it in the room. I don't know if he wants a DJ at the tailgate party Let's as well. Let's talk about a budget for decorating. Well, I already got to pay for the room, so it's not gonna be much budget. I think we should get some lights and maybe some balloons. I'm not gonna go too crazy. No, so if, you, if you're interested in that and you do travel, okay, I mean, okay, okay. I come out from yes. Suffolk County. <laughs> So I'm not trying to drive back <laughs> to Long Island or catch like a $200 Uber. So I'm going to stay there that night. Uh, Kelly and I are going to stay there that night and uh, have a fun time. And that's it. That's We're not making the playoffs. So it's like the final hurrah for 2018. Oh, and uh, it'll be you live like four miles away. Okay. And Uber is like 15 bucks for you. You don't have to get a room if you want, but you don't need to get a room. All right. So, guys, that's the plan. Uh, September 27th at the Clifton, September 30th. The tickets go up on Wednesday, 60 bucks a pop if you want to join us. Our season ticket members already have them. Uh, that will be our final game of 2018 season. I'm really looking forward to it. And shouty to uh, Chuck for working with us. I mean, we, we always try to do stuff with him when we can. Uh, we went there after Kevin Burkhart's last uh, last game at City Field, and we try to do as much as we can with the Pines, just not big enough for our crew. So, right. luckily, that room is there, and we're going to make it happen. So, let's get to um, our final segment of the show. It's called "What's in the Box," and we got Mike from Orlando. What's up, Mike? Mike. Mike. You. Woo. Is that a baby? Hey, Mike. Okay, bye, Mike. All right, Mike. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I don't think Mike was on hold that long. All right, so next person to get through, I'm not going to even screen it. I'm just going to put you right through. 631-388-5195. It's a game we like to play called What's in the Box. It's new for this year. Basically, basically you call and you go one, two, three, or four, and then we mail you some free shit. So next person to get through will be put straight through. 631-388-5195. And if no one calls, there we go. All right, we got a unnamed caller from North Carolina. What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> Who are you? I'm um, Tyler from uh, High Point, North Carolina. What's up, Tyler? All right, we're going to play What's in the Box. We're just going to mail you some free stuff. Uh, you just got to pick one, two, three, or four. Uh, let's go with three. All right, lucky number three. I think that's... Uh, Oh yeah, that's Daniel Murphy's number in in Chicago now. You get to go. You get to go to a lot of games living in uh, North Carolina. Uh, whenever y'all are in Atlanta, I like to make the trip down. Awesome. 
All right, so you are the winner of a free T-shirt. Thanks to the Mets for sending us. Or maybe I just kept this after I went to the game. But it's one of the free shirt Fridays. I don't know if it's from this year or last year. But um, stay on the line and uh, give your address to Adam. And uh, we'll mail this out to you, all right? Sweet, brother. You picked up? Yes. All right. Thanks, man. All right, sweet. So that was uh, pretty easy to get a caller. Uh, I liked that earlier in the year. Some 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 calls we have like twenty calls. Some calls we some some shows we have like twenty calls. What? Some shows we have like <laughs> two. Um, but it's always nice to hear from some people, especially when they're not in the tri-state area. They're just Mets fans that happen to watch us. Um, shouty to all the West Coasters that are you know still probably eating their breakfast and having their morning coffee. And uh, if anyone's in Hawaii watching us, uh, we're we're hoping for the best. I know there's a big storm coming, and yeah. I know there's some Mets fans out there. So stay safe. Uh, we do have to do our share contest and you our retweet contest. Uh, Lizzie wasn't prepped on that, so no. I'll do the retweet one first. I could say something though because I've been I've say been something. singing J Lo since Monday night. And I looked up to see how old she was, and she's 49. 49. I looked it up too, because I saw these photos of her after the VMAs, and I was like, damn, JLo's looking good. Yo. And then, okay, so then I went to her Instagram, and for her 49th birthday, she put like a picture of herself up in a bikini. I was like, wait, for her birthday, she put a photo up? Yeah, she was like celebrating, and she she's was like, she's feeling with, herself? No, no, no. She was like with a bunch of people. Oh, I thought it was like, look at me now, I'm 49. No, no, no. No, it was That's just probably like a bunch what she of was thinking, though. Probably. But she looks <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, shit. She gives us no hope. As I'm drinking beer at noon on a, <laughs> yeah, on a Thursday, uh, working on that beer belly. All right, just tell me when to stop. This is going to be for the retweet contest. And the one, two, three, four, stop. All right, uh, Patchman Phil at Phil Ups. I think this guy wears all the patches on his, like uh, I think he has like a suit jacket or something. That's cool. Uh, you win! Exclamation point. Send. All right, so uh, Phil's gonna win that uh, gift card. Are you ready? Uh, I need like two more seconds. All right, one Mississippi. Okay, tell me when to stop. Um. Stop. Wes Hackman. Wes Hackman, you win on Facebook. There's one more important thing I forgot to to uh, to, talk, to talk about here. It is shouty to um, Becca for for remembering this. The U.S. Opens in town, and that's always a clusterfuck for the parking in the MTA lot because that is the closest lot to the USTA. I don't know what they call it now, the USTA Tennis Center, whatever it's called. So. The tailgate this Saturday has been moved to the marina lot. If you don't know where the marina marina lot is, go to thesevline.com. There is a little button there that you can click to all, all the details about the, um, the, the pregame party this weekend. And also, if you have Google Maps, you can just type in e- Marina East. It's the parking lot that's closest towards the water. So it overlooks the bay and the marina and the airport. So if you could just picture like the, the highway where people used to park for free under the highway, it's right next to that. So it's still one of the Mets lots. But it's the opposite side of where we normally are. And I think that's the safest bet. Because if we want to be together like we normally are, we can't bank on the MTA lot being an option for us. The game's at 4 o'clock. The USTA event, I think, is at 1030 uh, or 11 or something like that. But one of my contacts over at the Mets I was talking to, they said, you know, you're more than welcome to still try to use the MTA lot. But in the nature of what you guys like to do and be together and, and have all your spots together, he estimates that the MTA lot will be completely filled by... 10 30 in the morning so if for a four o'clock game you'd probably show up around noon and by then the lot would be filled so 
head on over to the uh, Sunline site for a map. If you don't know where the marine lot, lot is, it still is a paid parking lot. But we're just going to be setting up there for the day. And who knows? Maybe we'll have to do that on September 8th as well because I know that the USTA or the, the US Open goes for a couple weeks now. So if this works out great on Saturday, Saturday, we might move it there as well for September 8th. So head on over to thesubline.com. Cool. Check it out. A little change of pace, a little change of scenery. And there's always one thing that we are uh, undefeated at, and it is tailgating. So That is true. Mets game is about to start in just a few minutes, and that wow, that timing worked out perfectly. It's one oh seven. So if you're listening afterwards, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff, subscribe, leave a review. If you already subscribed, maybe unsubscribe and resubscribe. That's a little trick that the uh, Barstool guys do that gets them to move up the charts a little bit. So uh, subscribe, leave a review. If you watch us on Periscope and Facebook, we appreciate your views. Uh, there are other things you could be doing with your lunch hour, and you decided to spend it with us. So thank so you for thank that. Thank you. Uh, thanks to the calls, callers. Thanks to Adam for fielding them. And we'll see you guys next week. We might do another day show. I kind of like this. Yeah, me too. Um, cheers. And cheers to Oyster Bay. Looking forward to the last, last uh, month of the year. Shout out to the Mets. And uh, shout out to, to DeGrom. Win that Cy Young. Yes. All right. Let's go, Mets. Later, guys. Peace.